Welcome to the Booze-Filled, Two-Spirit-Filled Podcast. This is your host, Jamel Godlewski. We have made it to the end of the first year of this podcast. How exciting. Just to make sure you know, I will be singing at the end of this episode. I think we're nearing Christmas. I've picked out one of my favorite Christmas songs to sing to you and introduce to you because it might not be a song that you know about. But I want to wrap up this discussion on goal setting. So last episode, I discussed goal setting in accordance to your priorities. So number one, your spiritual life. And number two, your physical and mental health. Now, these last two goals aren't necessarily related to the priorities of your life, because after your spiritual life and your health, then usually would be your family is a priority and your job, your church, your ministry. And that would be usually the next thing in your priority list. But for goals, the last two that I'm going to focus on are financial goals and professional goals and goal setting. The first thing I want to talk about is financial goals. Most of us feel like we don't ever have enough money. And so somehow here in the U.S. of A., we have equated happiness with money. And the more money you have, the happier you are, whether that's because you can buy stuff or you can do stuff. And buying stuff is what makes you happy or doing stuff is what makes you happy. Well, first of all, that is a lie. Money does not make you happy. Stuff does not make you happy. And in the end of your life, it's really not, you know, did I go to Disney World or not to decide was your life happy? So really your financial goals, maybe it is related to your professional goals, but maybe it's related to your own personal self-esteem and confidence. Now, I'm just going to talk nuts and bolts. And so let's let's just focus on not so much your identity with happiness when it comes to your finances, but that you're just not as financially stable as you would like to be. So one thing is that I would I want you to think about is for instance, in my life right now, I make less money than I ever did before. And yet I am happier. The more money people make per se, the more money they spend. So again, it's really an allocating of our resources and lining them up with our priorities. But let's go from the standpoint of you feel like you're under this weight, this financial weight. Um, So one thing, listen carefully, everybody, is you have to stop using your credit card. Second thing is you got to start paying that credit card debt down. That would be by far number one thing. Number two, stop shopping frivolously. 
And it really might be stop shopping. Like look around your house at all the things that you've spent money on and how much of it is the stuff that you really use. I even told my daughter a few years ago, it's probably been five now, that I'm going to stop buying her Christmas presents because they don't, it's not like they're stuff that gets used on a regular basis or needed. I mean, golly. So you really, I want you to really look at what are you spending your money on? Okay. So credit card debt, you, you got to start making dents in that. Okay. Cause that's a killer for us. Look at where you're shopping and spending money. If you don't have a budget for heaven's sakes, you got to make a budget. Um, and that might be the first hard step really might be where's all your money going. So it literally is making, okay, so here I told you, I was going to give you steps on a sheet of paper, income, where do you have income coming in? All right. And then outgoing, literally go through your bank statement. Where is all of your money going? Put it into categories, house, car, utilities, phone, internet, um, gas for your car, uh, food, shopping, grocery shopping. And then you've got food eating out. And then you've got entertainment. And then you've got miscellaneous. And I really, and if you don't have a part going to savings, like you need to look at all of this. Yeah, you, you might have some overwhelming sense when you do this. And you might have this, oh my gosh, I am just blowing money. Okay. You might have to just accept that fact and then you got to move on. Is there stuff that you can sell? Um, is there, if you have a car payment, is there a way to get rid of that car payment? Um, you know, don't keep trading in cars and then rolling over loans and the trading in cars and rolling over loans. And so I want you to really, really look at where those finances are going when you're shopping. Is it going towards clothes or items for the house? You know, is it going towards that air fryer that you use three times in the last year, or maybe a pair of jeans that you've worn three times? Um, look at all of that stuff. Look at where you are spending money. Are you eating out? You know, if you if you go to fancy Applebee's, you're not going to get out of there without at least twelve to fifteen dollars per person. And are you doing that multiple times a week? Look at your coffee budget. I mean. You really have to look at this and then you've got to take the steps of, okay, here are the expenses that don't change on a monthly basis. Here's the things I can control. I think for some people, having a debit card is not a good thing because it's just too easy to slide. It's just too easy to insert whenever you want a Snickers bar at the gas station or a coffee, or whatever the case is. So for many people, there was a period um, in my life where I was completely on an on-cash system. 
really um, taking a lot of the Dave Ramsey philosophies. Okay. Um, maybe that's a class that you need to invest in is Dave Ramsey um, Financial Peace University. Invest in yourself to get yourself financially stable. And if you have goals, then set up a plan to meet those goals. Let me give you an example. When my daughter was in middle school, she said she wanted to go to Paris. And I said, okay, we're going to start saving money to go to Paris. So I set up a CD and I, I think I put 500 in to start with. And then I told her that every year she's got to put money into it. So we started that when she was probably in like seventh grade so that by the time she graduates and we keep putting money in it, then we will have the entire vacation paid for. So I, the way my income works is I get a couple big checks during the year. And so I have so much money that I take out of that that I put in to that CD account. I can't take money out of that CD account. Once a year, I can. But all I do is I roll it over. So goal setting with your money. Um, one year, I did the where you week one, you put a dollar in. Week two, you put $2 in. Week three, you put $3 in. I think that's how it is. It might have been double. Anyway, 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 anyway. My point is, by the end of the year, I had a plenty of money saved to go on vacation and have vacation paid for. Don't be charging your trip to Walt Disney World. Don't be cashing in retirement to go to Hawaii. If there is something you want, you save money and pay for it with cash. We should not be getting loans for couches and Pelotons or anything like that. Save money. Stop buying frivolous things every week and it will, it will, it will catch up. Trust me. Think of it like this. If you go get a cup of coffee every week and you go out to eat every week, that's at least, at least 50 bucks. Put that aside in one month, that's at least $200. In one year, one year, that is over $2,000 that you've saved. That's a vacation. That's a new couch. That is putting money for a car, putting money for a down payment. It, you can save money like that. This is how I, I love to travel. Travel is my gig. Is whenever I see that $200, I think, man, if I save uh, $50 a week by not doing X, Y, and Z, and in one month that's $200, that's either a full plane ticket or at least half a plane ticket to anywhere I want to go in the United States. So that's how you think about it. So for financial, set yourself a couple goals, whether it's, you know, paying off debt, not shopping, making a budget, put exact steps underneath there. How are you going to do that? 
$10 a week, I'm going to put towards my credit card in a month. That's 40, $50, you know, little things to start. So set a goal and then make some steps on how to reach that goal. Like I said, I had that savings account that I did like a dollar a week, $2 a week, and I made a chart and I checked it off. All right. Once you put money in an envelope, you can't go get it back out. And then the last goal that I want to talk about is your professional goal, maybe your employment. Now, I want to change our thinking on this. I have come to the point in my life where, okay, I'm 50, everybody, where a job can be a way to make money to pay for the things I want. Or a job can be something that I have purpose in. Like this, this fulfills a purpose in me, bigger and more important than just making money. If you enjoy what you do, great. If you're not enjoying what you do, then take a good hard look. And then you might need to make some changes. You might say to yourself, oh, I can't. Yeah, you can. I went back to school at age 48. Um, you can do it, everybody. You know, in this one of my last graduate classes I have, I had, it had to do with really Stephen Covey's seven habits of keep the end in mind. How do you want to be seen? Where do you want to be at the end of your life? And then work backwards. What do you want people to say about you? What values, you know, when, when people talk about you when you're gone, they're not going to say, oh, that person was the that person was the best accountant in LaGrange, Indiana. I mean, they might, but I think it's more of they think of your character. They think of who you are. So then you kind of start like, what's the legacy that you want to leave behind? Now, every job like has that potential. I don't care what it is. I think of Fred Oakley. He was a custodian at the high school when I was in high school. When I see him to this day, he still says encouraging things to me about high school. But my point is, is that I believe God put him there to encourage people, young people, teachers. Like, I believe that was his calling in life. My dad milked Jersey cows. I believe that was his calling in life. My mom went and got a job in 1988 because um, it was the drought. And we didn't have enough money on the farm. She became an assistant manager at a gas station. When my mom died, there was one man that came through the line and he said, I would go to the gas station and I would buy coffee, but really it was to just talk to your mom. So even working at a gas station like like that's where God, like that was where she was supposed to be. That was her calling at that time in her life. So it's really not about a job. It's about a legacy. And you might have to go get some training. You might have to go get some schooling. Like 
pursue that. Pursue what is what you are passionate about, what's in your heart, what you want to learn more about. If it's mental health, if it's addictions, if it's working with kids, like do what you're passionate about, pursue it. And sometimes that means you have to make sacrifices. So as I'm in graduate school, yeah, I'm, I, I'm doing different things, right? Like, yes, I, I have a ministry where I'm a director of a youth outreach ministry, but I also do cleaning on the side to make money. I have cash rent from the farm. I tutor to make money. I enjoy all of it though. Like I really do enjoy cleaning and I enjoy tutoring. And I have some really early mornings and I have some really late nights because of going back to school. But when you're pursuing something that you're passionate about, it doesn't seem like that big of a sacrifice. Okay. So I want you to think about your legacy. I want you to think about when, you, you know, if you're 20 years old now, think about when you're 40. If you're, if you're 40, think about when you're 60. You know, one of the things I, I tell young people is you want to have a nice car and a nice house, but then you turn 40 and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm ready to downsize because life wasn't about this nice car and this, this nice house. And I always say things like this when you're thinking like you're young and you want to get married is I always say when you think of in 10 years, you might think of having kids. Okay. Well, what if the wife doesn't want to work? What if the husband doesn't want to work? Are you, can you start making decisions now to put you in a place for the life and the lifestyle that you're going to want at that age, at that time in life? So you're looking ahead, but what you do now makes a difference for what's going to, what it's going to be like then and really open yourself up to what where god is like pulling you or pushing you the last one especially this professional one it's 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 more emotional of like goals than it is you i want you to spend time praying and 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 meditating and maybe talking to your significant others um when I read the book, The Growth Cycle, there was a portion of it where you had to ha- uh, create a questionnaire, a survey, and give it to like five trusted people and people that knew you in regards to whatever that was. So when it comes to your spiritual life, you ask people what, because what they tell you is going to be more honest than what you tell yourself, more than likely, okay? And you want to tell these people up front, I'm going to love you. You're still going to be my friend no matter what you say. I want you to be brutally honest. So you give people a five-question, ten-question questionnaire survey in regards to your spiritual life, your physical life, your, your physical and mental health your financial life and your professional life. And you get feedback that will help you in setting your goals in those areas. At times it's kind of tough, but yet 
you will grow so, so much in those areas um, because it's going to make you kind of become vulnerable and have some honest conversations with people that I hope, you know, that I hope you're trusting. All right. Um, so I want to encourage you to do that. All right. I think I've reached the end. I talked about setting goals in those four areas. I hope I gave you some clear steps on how to do that. If you have questions, please, please, please reach out to me. I will share how I've done it. I'll show you, I'll I'll actually, you know, show you the sheets of paper or documents or books that I've used, spreadsheets, whatnot, on step-by-step on how you can do that. So you can reach out to me. My website's jamelgadluski.com. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram, um, and you can send me an email, of course, as well. And I would love to just share with you and and help you to set yourself up in um, a good place in 2022, and not just for that year, but for maybe, you know, years to come. I, I will share everything I know, and I will tell you stuff that I don't know, and I will send you to the right places for things that I don't know or at least places that I think can help you out. Now, I promised you a song to end this first year of the podcast. And this might be a song that you haven't heard before. Um, And I'm sorry, it might not be played on traditional Christmas station radio. It is called Dominic the Donkey. He's the Italian Christmas donkey. Find it on YouTube. You and your children and your family will probably want to do a polka when you hear this song and you start singing along. Let me just sing a little bit to you. Merry Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy New Year. Remember to put God first and and your spiritual life. Love yourself and have fun have fun but always 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 be safe while you're having fun it's been a great first year uh i hope i will i plan to come up with a trailer um for what this 2022 year is going to look like on the podcast going to be a little bit different i have two really big topics that i want to uh break down over the course of probably the first six seven months um it'll take but that's that's for another day to talk about. Enjoy my rendition of Dominic the Donkey. Hey, yeehaw, yeehaw. It's Dominic the Donkey, Chickadee Chain. The Italian Christmas donkey. La 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 la. La 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 la. I know you're singing along. Santa's got a little friend whose name is Dominic. This little donkey, you ever see him kick? Santa visits his paisan, Dominic he'll be. Because the reindeer cannot climb the hills of Italy. Hey! Don't you love it? 